Firstly, lovely to be back with you, and thanks to Rav Horowitz for taking care of the daily kvius of, uh, of learning every morning. Uh, and we're back to, to usual. In understanding the issue of, of women's hair covering, uh, what we'll do today, of course, is it's not an issue of a psakalacha, but it's understanding, as we always do in Gemara, the the range and the nuances of the halachas. What, 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 is the, what are the different elements, the different dimensions of it? What are the nuances? And what does it mean? And a lot of the confusion is from the fact that there are three separate dinim. There are three separate areas of halacha that are affected by the, or that affect the laws of a woman covering her hair. The one is ilchot sniut. And the, the laws governing ilchot sniut are paskind in even or ezer simen kaf aleph. The second is laws of erva. That's different. Laws of erva are laws of nakedness. What parts of the body, and this applies to men and women, but for here we're talking about about women. What parts of the, of the women of a woman's body is considered naked if not covered? Uh, if a woman doesn't cover her face, she's not, she's not naked. That there are parts of a woman's body that, if not covered, she is naked. What's the nafkamina? There are many nafkaminas, but one of the big ones is: Can you say kriyachma in the presence of a woman who's naked, or for that matter, of anyone who's naked? So we need to define what is what is nakedness. Those are laws of erva. So the first are laws of tsniut evanoeze chafalaf. The second are laws of erva orachayim ayin hay. It's a different part of shulchan aruch. That's in orachayim simen ayin hay. And the third is hilchot ktuva which is the laws of, of a relationship between a man and his wife. And that's in, in, our, in our section, in our sugya, and that's in Evan Oezer, Simon, um, uh, that'll be in Evan Oezer, Simon Ayin Hey. Sorry, sorry, that'll be in Evan Oezer, Simon Kuf Tet Vav. So we've got Evan Oezer, Kaf Aleph, the laws of Tzniut. Evan Oezer, Ayin Hey, Orachayim Ayin Hey, the laws of of Erva, and Evan Ho'ezer, Kuf Tet Vav, 115, the laws of Ketuva. All of these are different dimensions of the halachot of a woman covering her hair. It all starts with the posuk in Bamidbar, in Parshas Naso. Ve'emid ha-kohen et ha-isha lifnei Hashem, it's talking about a sota, and, he shall put, and the kohen puts the woman before Hashem, places the woman before Hashem, ufara et rosh ha-isha, and he removes the woman's head covering. Rashi learns it slightly different, soter et kliyat sa'ara kedele vazota, he undoes her, her braid in, in order to, in, in, to, to insult her, almost to shame her. Mikan says Rashi Livnot Yisrael Shigilui Harosh Gnailahen. From here you see that for Benot Yisrael, it's a kind of a very general statement, Rashi and Chumash says, that for Jewish girls, uncovering their head is considered a gnai. It's considered a, a, a shameful thing. And why? Because that's part of the, of the nakedness, possibly, Rashi would say. Uh, and, and where is it? Where, where are women, where, where is it considered a gnai? Halacha considers it a gnai. So this is not a social issue. Right? We can't leave not Yisrael. From here we see that for not Yisrael, this is considered shameful. 
as we've said in many times when Chazal say, uh, 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 give a general principle that an Ish does this or an Ishai does this, or here Benot Yisrael, it, it, it's not a statement of what they do, it's almost a statement of definition. So according to Rashi, uh, a, a girl or a woman who doesn't feel diminishment of pride in the revealing of her hair, it, it doesn't have the halachic category of, a, of Benot Yisrael. It's a very Rashi statement, it's, it's very strong and very powerful. Again, I'm not paskening halacha, telling you what to do. I'm just giving you the spectrum of, of nuance in the, in, the halacha, in the halacha. So that's the, the source of it. That would seem to imply, or might, be, might imply, we're talking only about married women. If that's the source of the halacha, we're talking about a sotah. A sotah is a married woman who the husband suspects has been unfaithful. If that's the source of, for covering hair, then it would seem only married women would have to cover their, would cover their hair. But in our brisa, it's not, it's not so clear. So our Mishnah says, These are cases where a woman's behavior causes her to sacrifice her ksuva. That she, if he divorces her, she doesn't claim anything under the ketuvah. She can forego by behavior, she can forego her rights to the ketuvah. However, Moshe Yehudit. If she, if she transgresses the laws of Moshe or Yehudis. What are the laws of Moshe? Ezehudat Moshe. What are the laws of Moshe? So it brings a whole lot of Doraises. Areas in the home that she is responsible for, she causes him to, to trip up, for gives him food that Amaisa hasn't been taken from, she's not careful with Nido, and so on. What's that Yehudit? Yotzeit Varusha Prua. She goes out with her hair uncovered. Ask the Gemara, she goes out with her hair uncovered and thereby forgoes his Ketuvah. That's not that Yehudit. That's not a Derabonin. Rosha prua doraisa he. That's a doraisa. Dichtivu farad rosha et rosha isha. Vetana debei Rabbi Yishmael. And then the Gemara brings a brisa, which is the source of the whole discussion. As hara livnot Yisrael shelo yetsu b'farua rosh. From this we learn, says the brisa, and this is the source. The source is Rabbi Yishmael. That here is a a warning to to Jewish girls not to go out with their hair uncovered. And the, the Morgan Avrom, if we just look at the, at the tour on that, the tour says, Lo benot rosh From Rabbi Shmuel, there's no distinction between married and unmarried. From the posuk alone, I might say this is talking to about married women. But, but the Tana Debe Rabbi Shmuel says, uh, it says both, it seems to imply benot Yisrael, it says the tour that's married or unmarried. The Beis Yosef says the source of this is our Gemara. And that's Paskind in the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Kaf Aleph, where we're looking at Hilchot Sniut. Again, it's Evan Ezer, so it's in the laws of marriage, but in the laws of marriage, this is brought, Lo Telachna Benot Yisrael, Purot Rosh Bashuk, Achat Punya, Achat Eshitish, says the Shulchan Aruch. It doesn't matter whether you're married or unmarried, a girl shouldn't walk around with her hair uncovered. Um, on that, there's a Bach. If you turn the page, you'll see the, 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 the Bach. Very, very important Bach. Lo yirchu benot Yisrael prot rosh b'shuk achat punyav achat eshet ish. And the, it says, we learn that from, from the Gemara here. Midelo ka'amar azhara l'eshet ish el astam azhara l'vnot Yisrael alma adachat punyav achat eshet ish b'azhara. We see from the fact that Tanah de Bishmuel doesn't differentiate between a married or an unmarried, it doesn't differentiate between married or unmarried, just as Benot Yisrael, that that seems to mean both married and unmarried. However, the Mordechai, this is the origin of some kind of leniency here. The Mordechai says 
in the name of the Rav Yo. So important poskim at the, the, the Mordechai at the end of the time of the of the Tosfos, the, the Talmud of the uh, of, of the Maharam Rutenberg brings the Rav Yo is from the time of the Bali Tosfos. Kol advarim sheiskarnu lamala leerva dafka bedavar shein regilut lehigalot. So now what you've got to understand is this sugya is intersecting two different parts of the issue. It's intersecting our area. So our area is talking about hilchot ktuva. A woman forgoes her ketuvah if she doesn't cover her head. Forgoing the ketuvah is an issue between man and wife, that they can agree that they don't, that they don't worry about that. Uh, that Moshe is different, but that Yehudit, if we're saying, it doesn't, it's not even saying it's forbidden, it's saying that Yehudit is, that is the, the minhag. As Rashi says, Ein derech benot Yisrael rosh. It's not the derech, Rashi on Al-Gamara also says, it's not the way of Jewish, of women to go out with Pruot Rosh. But if they agree that he doesn't mind, he says, I don't care in our day and time you, whether you cover your head or not, she doesn't, ha- she doesn't forgo her ketuvah. They've, they've agreed on that. That's a financial arrangement. But the Gemara asks, but how can we be negotiating head covering when in Hilchot Tzniyut, when, when in Hilchot Erva, in Orachayim, we've got a, a standard principle. You can't say Krishna in front of a woman whose head is not covered. So why are they negotiating whether you get Ketuvah or not? This is a Doraisa. You can't do anything about this, is what, is, is what the Gemara is asking. So we're intersecting the two, and we see further intersection here in this Mordechai. Because the, the, the Bach brings the Mordechai from Hilchot um, Erva and says all of these cases of Erva that are discussed there is Bedavar She'en Regilut Lehigalot. That's Dafka parts of the woman's body that are not normally uncovered. But an unmarried girl who normally walks with her head covered, Lo Chayshin and So the Ravio introduces, the Ravio and the Bach introduce here the idea of, of kind of uh, circumstantial erva. It depends on the circumstance. So there's part of a woman's body that is objective erva. It doesn't matter what the norm is. If a woman walks around naked, that's erva. Then there are parts that are dependent, says the, says the Mordechai and the Ravio. There are parts of a woman's body that are dependent on what the norm is. And since the norm is that unmarried girls walk around with their head uncovered, that doesn't cause hirhur. It doesn't arouse a male in any particular way because it's just standard practice. It's normal. But if a married woman does it, that's something you notice. That's not supposed to be because in those, in those societies, every married woman covered her hair. So the, the Rav Yod distinguishes between married and unmarried in this, in this case and says, uh, So when the tour says that it includes unmarried girls, it's talking about one who was married but is no longer married. It's talking about a divorcee or a widow. She's unmarried and she should have her head covered. But a woman who's never been married, says the, the Ravio and the Mordechai, says the Bachia, a woman who's never been married doesn't have to cover her hair. So that's the origin of the, of the din. That a woman, that an unmarried woman doesn't have to cover her hair. So let's move now to the Shulchanoruch in, if you turn back to the, to the previous page, we, we've done the, the tour, the base Yosef, 
the Shulchan Aruch, the Chelkat Mechokek on that Shulchan Aruch brings, this that the Shulchan Aruch says that even an unmarried girl has to cover her hair, is talking about a, a Be'ula that is not be, a girl who is no longer married. But one who is never married, we have the first Mishnah in Perik Beis, we said she goes out on her wedding day with a veil and nothing on her head. And that's proof that she was a Basula. And Rashi says there she goes from her house, her father's house, to her husband's house. So she walks through the marketplace. So you see clearly there's no requirement that an unmarried girl covers her head. And the Chelkas Mechokek, who was the Rav of the 17th century, the Chelkas Mechokek was a Rav in Vilna. He was a Rav later on in Brisk. And he wrote this amazing work on Evan Oezer, the Chelkas Mechokek. The Vilna Gon says, The Vilna Gon says, Married and unmarried, it makes no difference. The Vilna God and the Morgan Avrom say, take the tour in the Shulchan Aruch literally. That it says married or unmarried woman, that's not talking about if she was previously married or not. It means all women should cover their hair according to the Vilna God and according to the, the, the Morgan Avrom. But the Bach introduces us to the idea that um, th- there is a distinction and why. So now we move to the Shulchan Aruch in Simon Kuf Tetvav. This is Hilchot Ktuva. Um, Once a measure of Tzniyut has been adopted by the Benot Yisrael, that becomes Dat Yehudit. And these are the things. And one of them is She goes into a public place with her head uncovered. Um, <coughs> and she doesn't have a shawl over her face. Even if she has little kerchiefs over her head, that doesn't help. She, she needs to have a shawl. And then we've got the Shulchan Aruch in Hilchus Kriyashma that says any, any hair that a woman normally covers, you can't read Kriyashma in, in the presence of a woman whose hair is, is uncovered in that way. That says the Ramoh, but the unmarried women who go with who go uncovered, there you can. And therefore the same applies, says the the, the Ramor, with those areas where, where a woman doesn't fully cover her hair, so there's some hair sticking out, you can say Kriyashma in the presence of such a woman because that's the norm. What's interesting is the difference between the Mishnah Brura, the Mishnah Brura, the Chofetz Chaim, and the Oruch HaShulchan. The Mishnah Brura always takes the, the, the purest view. He takes the, the, the view of the most Yerushalayim and the right thing and the highest standard. That's how the Mishnah Brura is. That's how the Chofetz Chaim is. And therefore the Chofetz Chaim says, um, Even if it's normal that in this particular area, women don't cover their heads. Asu, you still can't say Kriyashma. It's like a woman's wearing a very short skirt. You can't say Kriyashma in her presence. doesn't matter if that's the fashion or it's not the fashion. That's a standard that applies in all cases, says the Mishnah Bura. Um, and so then the question, the big question then is, so why with an unmarried girl can, are we not worried that her hair is uncovered? Explains the Mishnah Bura. This is very important in understanding the Mishnah Bura's derech in Allah. Mishabruz says the fact that the din is that a married woman has to cover her hair, that makes it the norm and overrides the social norm. There's an idea of halachic norm, which is such an important concept. Says the, says the, the Chofetz Chaim that if the halacha requires a woman to cover her hair, that is the norm, even though there's nobody in the city that covers their hair. The norm doesn't change because you've got to be sensitive to a halachic norm. 
And you don't just say, well, the norm is here, it doesn't matter, nobody's covering their hair. Says the Mishaburu, that doesn't work. If the Allah is that way, then that is the norm. It's, a, it's important to understand that in the Mishaburu, throughout Mishaburu, that he sees halacha as the norm. They're not two things, halacha and the norm. So in that case, why an unmarried girl? Says the Mishaburu, because that's not the norm. Why is that the norm? Because the halacha doesn't require to her, her to cover her hair, as we see in the case of the, uh, of the, of the first Mishnah in Perik Beis. So on that, says the Mishnaburu, you've got to be governed by halachic norm. If the halacha is that a woman should cover her hair and a woman is not covering her hair, that's, that's an act of, I, I, I don't want to say an act of seduction, that's an act of attraction. She's ignoring the halachi in order to look beautiful. And that affects people, that affects a man. That's how the Mishnaburah learns. The Orach HaShulchan learns differently. And, it, and this Orach HaShulchan is often misquoted and misunderstood because you've got to see how the, the Shulchan Orach talks about it. He says, and now let us shout out against this, the pritzut of our generation. This is back in the time of the Orach HaShulchan at the turn of the 20th century. Um, so already many years, Nifritzub not Yisrael ba'avon it's become spread in this this. And this chait that Benot Yisrael go begiloi rosh in that time in Lithuania there were many married women who were not covering their hair and he's he's really angry about it and upset. Al kolpanim ledina nire shimutal lanu However, even though they've broken the norm and they've made a division between a halachic norm and a social norm, that's what's happened, says the Orach Hashulchan. It's a terrible thing. There's a halachic norm which the Jewish women have decided to put aside. But they're having done so means we can say Kriya Shema in their presence even if their head is uncovered. That's created a new halachic reality for the men. He doesn't give a heter to the women. People often say the Orach HaShulchan says it doesn't matter. It's not so. The Orach HaShulchan says it does matter and he's very upset that in his time in Lithuania it wasn't practiced. But still that does create a situation because he doesn't go like the Mishnah Brewer. Mishnah Brewer says halacha creates the norm. The Orach HaShulchan says there are two norms. There's a social norm and there's a halachic norm. They should merge. They should be the same. In this case, society has split them apart and said even though the halachic norm is to cover their hair, there's a social norm not to cover their hair. And that social norm not to cover their hair creates a new reality in orachayim. So if we go through the, the areas once again, hilchot sniyut in chof aleph. So there, um, the, the, what are the laws of tzniyot, hilchot tzniyot? Certainly a married woman should cover her hair, and maybe all women should cover their hair. That's in hilchot tzniyot. Then there's hilchot ktuva. So what happens if she doesn't want to cover her hair? She wants to disobey the halacha, and she doesn't want to cover her hair? She forgoes her ksuba. But what happens if he says, I don't mind, it's okay with me, then it's fine. And the, that's hilchot ktuva, that's between man and, and wife. Then there's Hilchot Kriyashma, there's the question of Erva. So we've got Sniut, we've got Erva, and we've got Ktuva. Ktuva is between the two of them. Sniut is, is laid down by Halacha what that Sniut is. Erva, a machloket Mishnabrura and Orach HaShulchan, as if, as to whether the Erva of hair covering is bound by the objective laws of erva that no matter what, that's what the halacha says, and therefore that is the norm, that hair should be covered, or whether hair fits into the different category of erva. It's erva only if, the, um, if that is the social norm, but if that's not the social norm, then it's no longer erva as far as Hilchot Kriyachma is concerned. Mishnah Brewer says we go only by halachic norm, and therefore you cannot, you cannot say Kriyachma in the presence of a woman whose hair is uncovered, even if nobody in the city's hair is covered. 
that you still can't say Krishma in that situation. And the shita of the Oruch HaShulchan, that although the din is to cover hair, if a woman's hair isn't covered in a society where people don't cover hair, you are permitted to say Kriyashma in their presence.